we got another day of NBA action. And with FanDuel, every night is a watch party. So it's time for your FanDuel crew to make their bets. So, what's the move tonight, gang? You know that new customers who bet $5 get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Woohoo! We're heating up, fam. Bet all the stars with all your friends and make every moment more only on FanDuel. New customers bet $5, get $200 back in bonus bets if you win. Make every moment more with FanDuel. It goes down in the field. It go down. It go down in the field. 21 plus and present in Virginia. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt. See full terms at FanDuel.com slash sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hi, Hi everyone, welcome back to TVI, Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean. It's episode 115 and um, we've got guest, funny, comedian, storyteller, poet. Yeah, you can, he, he does loads of his solo shows, are real uh, pieces of work. Guest book signer. A guest book signer. Um, he did a podcast every day of 2020 um, and it's Rob Orton. He's a very funny man, he's a very interesting man. Um, you're in for a treat and um, yeah I'm still in Melbourne Julian's still in London what's the what's the quick news headlines from London it's just beautiful burning hot day man is it really to the outside pool yeah it's lovely oh nice burning hot week is it gonna be is it gonna stay like that now is it gonna go shy um this week's supposed to be sunny sunny things it's a a lovely city in the sun it's nice man Forget yeah. how everyone's just so much happier. You know what I mean? You, definitely true. Yeah. It's like here, actually, at the minute, because there's a little lockdown in Melbourne. Uh, it's been going on for almost a week, and the weather's been a bit cold. And like, you can just feel that little sort of loss of enthusiasm. Mm. And it's the same. It just shows how weather dependent everything is. Sun's out. You don't give a shit about anything. I'm going to go and hit an outside pool in a minute and just. Just towel down. Just chill. drown. Just drown. <laughs> um, I hate when I'm sunbathing and like my eyes are shutting. You could he- keep hearing a ball being kicked. I can't relax. I think it's just going to spank me in the face. Hit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so embarrassing as well. Because you've got to like, what do you Humped do if you get hit by a ball? Like, I know. Get up all angry. You, you can't you get up all angry. Then, and yeah. It's there probably just some young kids. Might be on kids. film. Yeah. But if you don't, you know, if it's some little rude boys, you then got to just get into a, you know, you've got to act all get hard. Get a wrestling match. <laughs> get stabbed <laughs> on camera. <laughs> um, Taped anyway. off in about an hour by the police tape. The area, you were sunbathing. Where you were sunbathing is just a chalk outline. Hopefully they get their biceps in, you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> it's just your dying wish. Just your last just words. Just a little like. bit to the bicep. <laughs> Can you just make sure that my dick outline looks good? <laughs> uh, right. What we're saying is, you're in for a, a treat. It's a lovely episode, and um, thanks for all our patrons who've signed up at Patreon. Thanks all new patrons. We are TVI. Um, you can't. Good. Someone was trying to search slash We are TVI. Um, hang on a sec. It cut out there for a sec. Was that you or me that cut out? Um, 
I'll edit I this. Didn't notice it but you, just as you said, somebody was trying to search it just on my oh, end. Somebody was stopped. trying to search on Patreon for us, and you can't do it via the search because um, it's extreme adult triple X content. <laughs> you have to put in <laughs> patreon.com slash yeah. we are stand up. TVI. Oh, actually, the, the stuff R is in the word. We are TVI, yes. Um, but yeah, that's because there's a lot of X rated material on our Patreon. It's just loads oh, of videos. X. Just yeah, we eat once a week. We each put a video of us knocking one out up there. <laughs> <laughs> we a don't race. That, just so you'll know, there's not a just. A, we don't want to put anyone off. There's, there's no, no nudity. Not yet. It's just fun extra episodes, catch ups, and uh, and that's that. Um, right. Thanks, everyone. Kick back and enjoy episode one one five. Bye. <laughs> Um Rob Orton, comedian, uh oh. poet, show, podcaster, show yeah. uh, performer. Yeah. That's all, all about it. any other what other things would you list on your if you had to put a, a, a quick biog. Mm. Um, meditation beginner. Have you started meditating? Well, just breathing, really. Um, I mean, <laughs> you mean on a, in a practice sense, not yeah, you just yeah. recently picked up the old breathing yeah, technique. I was, doing some, I was doing some before I came on here. Uh, what sort do you do? Because, I mean, we were joking about this with Rich Wilson about... Um, when people recommend it, it's, it's a weird thing. I think I think meditation is very good, and I'd mm. recommend it to most people. But there's a certain way of recommending it, isn't it? You know, some people recommend it as a sort of a fix all for everything. You know, so with yeah. Rich, we were talking about you know somebody tells you they've got cancer, you're like, have you tried meditating? And uh, basically, <laughs> but actually, it should be much more broad, and people should just say, oh, it's nice. It makes you feel good, doesn't it? So what yeah. sort of you? What sort are you doing? Just uh breathing in for seven seconds holding my breath for seven seconds breathing out for seven seconds that's a nice one and then holding it and it's like a box so you go when you're breathing in you think of the uh left hand line on the box going up up yeah and then when you and then across when you hold it and then down when you breathe out and then back across when you hold it and back up. And oh, so you hold it. it. You hold twice in the box. Yeah, yeah. I've not heard that one because I've, I've the one I do is. I made, I made it up. Oh right, okay. Because I, I, one I do is breathe in for four, so it's quite a big in breath right into the mm. guts, four seconds, and then breathe out for six, and then hold it for eight, and then Ooh. sharp four second in breath. It's not sharp. It's still like four seconds is quite long, but it's quite a big. All through your nose, in and out through your nose. Your mouth is not getting involved at all. I do and, one uh, where I breathe out for one, in for one, out for one, and just <laughs> pant like a dog and have a wank. <laughs> oh, there we go. I knew, I knew you were planning something, just because the way he was sitting back and letting us have a really genuine conversation for about two minutes. I thought Julian's either hatching something or he's or he's crashed and his camera's not showing like the right thing. I quite like that seven second one though. Like I was kind of. I like the I sound of it, but it, the, the, the double 
the double breath hold sounds quite hard, especially on that mm. after the, yeah. Hang on, so you breathe oh, in, yeah, hold yeah. for seven, breathe out, hold for seven. That hold after breathing out sounds quite... Like holding for seven is yeah, hard, yeah, yeah. isn't it? I mean, I should say, it, do it doesn't work. I'm a Don't you do a rectangle <laughs> shape and just hold for two? Um, doesn't... A rectangle, what do you mean hold for two? That's That would just be a well, line on the back little... and forth. No, because you, you breathe out for seven, hold yeah. it for two, which is the little line, oh, two. back down for seven, then... You just created a number seven, like a number seven. Oh. I don't think we should. Um, I think people like shouldn't try world. any of our tips. <laughs> just, just to go to Headspace. We're not on experts. Um, no, but I was re I was reading um, Limmy's autobiography. Yeah. And, and he was saying that um, basically what he does is that he just thinks about breathing and breathes and any other thing that he thinks about. He just thinks about breathing more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Minutes. And as the other thoughts come in, as long as you're aware of them, you're like, oh, yeah, I should be thinking about breathing. You just go well, back, bring, ultimately keep, keep bringing it back to it? your breathing. Yeah. Well, yeah, mainly that sort of breathing-based meditation tends to be that, just always return to the breath. But yeah, exactly. it is good. That sort of a, it's a really good book called Breath. I'm sure I've probably talked about it, it on here before. It stinks. <laughs> the reviews are in it stinks, it's about mate. julian's breath um they wrote Not it to have a mint breath. <laughs> um but it's by a journalist called james nestor it's really good it's about him having uh he had the same thing i had which was a, a, a deviated septum <laughs> 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 Forget how hard it is to have a genuine conversation. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't apologise. It's the, it's part of the charm of the podcast, but it does cause me great distress. <laughs> um, it's, uh, yeah, it's about him. He had the same thing I did, which I got fixed. And it is, he just learns all these breathing techniques. And it's, I'm fascinated by it because it does. I do it when I walk. I do it when I'm out and about. And I'm just sort of, mm. imagine I've got to walk somewhere for 20 minutes use that 20 minutes just to do the breathing and it just it makes you and you have to focus on it a bit to get the timing right and you've basically done 20 minutes well. of meditation while walking uh in a sauna yeah that's probably a good place yeah. to do a bit of a uh, breathing exercise i was in the sauna for so long yesterday that i started to get chilly and i thought i think it's time to get out <laughs> <laughs> what had the water gone cold or were you just in there for no it was it was it was started? sweltering hot like and i could feel my heart beating like my whole body was just going boom boom and i started to go goosebumpy and i think yeah. it was oh, overdid it a little had you, bit did you have water in there were you hydrated yeah hydrated? i had water yeah right it's um yeah that's probably that's, that's a bad sign <laughs> you <should> see a <laughs> doctor mate um, walking i mean walking's actually because, I mean, we live in Acme at the moment and uh, just in Victoria Park over lockdown, it's been pretty uh, busy and, um, you know, walking can sometimes be quite a stress reliever, can't it? But um, there was one time over lockdown when I was just walking and uh, kind of cut across these people who were... They would, we were about at the same, walking at about the same pace and then we walked into the field and then I just heard them say, oh God, what is wrong with people? I was like, <laughs> you know. Like, and then you I was thinking about and range. Go back home. <laughs> like, well, and that is kind of people's go-to uh, thing at the moment of what is wrong with people. 
it's kind of gutting. I it's feel the like go-to oh. catchphrase of this year. <laughs> really because obviously in their minds you cut across their path, right? So they think, "What's wrong with you for cutting across their path?" I'm because I'm somebody who doesn't get annoyed about that shit. I I find it hard to ever get into those people's minds. You know, like mm. I've heard people tut when I've just stopped to look mm. at something in a in a shop window and they're walking behind me and like you know they get annoyed that i've stopped in front of them but like i'm looking in a shop window i've not just stopped for it's no not, reason it's not like you're gonna <laughs> I go didn't just literally oh. stop to stand still in the street i'm looking at something that is there to be looked at so like it's not like you're gonna see something in a shop window for i better not look at that because yeah, the people yeah. behind me the whole point of like, shop windows is to make you look me, you buffoon so, <laughs> buffoon. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, but yeah like i so when people get annoyed about that like I don't get me wrong. I still, I think you're allowed to get a little bit begrudged. Sometimes if you're walking down oh, a, a, a yeah. pavement and there's a there's a group walking in in line and they're they're holding up the whole pavement, you can't get around. I think you're yeah, allowed yeah. then to be like, come on. But I'm not going to mm. get stressed about it. But I find it hard to get into that head frame of people, the headspace of people that genuinely go like, fucking, what's wrong with people? Because somebody literally inside walked up, across your path, like. What is what is wrong with those people? I, mean, <laughs> I suppose I mean, is the question. What's wrong asking. with those people? We were actually quite a long way away from them, like because in, in Deepest Darkest Lockdown, I was like more more nervous than the average person, I think. Um, so we were keeping a distance, but again, I often think people are talking about me when they're not. So they could have just been having a conversation. <laughs> what the fuck you say? You got a fuck, I mean, no, nothing. There is, yeah, there is. I mean, if you were far away, there is every chance they were. One of them was telling a story to the Would other one about being bitch? wronged. It's yeah. A, yeah, it's a hard one. I think I told it on here about, about a month ago. Somebody screamed at me out of a car window because I was crossing the road, not at an official crossing. But it was two-way traffic, and both were almost stationary. So it was like, why would I walk a hundred meters down where I can literally walk through essentially stopped cars or cars that were walk caught. over their over their car? Well, you know, what I mean, that's it. The way this woman reacted was as if I was doing that, as if I was doing a fucking Starsky and Hutch across her bun, bonnet. Got in or one side and just walked across the seats <laughs> and got out the other. <laughs> I but like, I just was just walking, and she literally out of an open window went there's a fucking crossing down there like that <laughs> and i just and i burst out laughing because i found it so extreme that like it was such an overreaction i started laughing and then she got even more annoyed that i was laughing at her but like i was like i genuinely couldn't understand i laughed because what else are you going to do like, i'm not going to get annoyed about that i think she's had a she's had a psychotic episode essentially what does yeah, she yeah, yeah, yeah. give a fuck if exactly. someone's walking yeah well, she's not with I, I... police I think about that as a general theme as well. You know, you said, I laugh because what else am I going to do? Yeah. Like, that's why I probably started doing comedy and shows just because pretty much everything, even the worst stuff around, it's like, what are you meant to do? Take this seriously. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I, do, I, that's, I agree. I think I sort of think I was always drawn to comedy for the fact that I do find... I find most things funny. Even mm. bad stuff that happens to me, eventually I find it really funny. The worst it's things that happen to me. It's a coping mechanism, isn't it? Like, but it's I don't a good think one. it's a coping mechanism. I think ultimately it is quite funny, isn't it? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's Because like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
you know, it, <laughs> there's comedy in the, even the worst shit that's happened to me. You know, well, I mean, talking about that, I saw that video of you on um, doing the gala when you said that you had piles. Yeah. And I had them. And, did you, um, what ones did you have there? Did you have the big ones that poked out or just the itch? The itchy scratches. Just the itch. Yeah. It's, like, it it's full on, isn't it? But, yeah, it is. But it's like, I've never done class A drugs, but I feel like when I was having a hot shower, the ecstasy of that feeling <laughs> was like as close to crack or something, you know, like Renton's on train spot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like me, but I was just in the bath laying down facing upwards. But um, <laughs> you having a hot your... shower laying in the bath? <laughs> no, 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 no. I think we were creating an image of putting the it. shower yeah. hose straight onto your bum hole. Oh, that's what I had in my mind. Amazing, with or without piles. <laughs> No, well, there is that thing, isn't there? Is that like a tropical bath or something? Where you, you don't need piles to have a good time. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's your old catchphrase. Um, have you seen those? Um, what's the thing? Have you seen it's? Uh, it's, a, it's like you know one of these hippie things that I'm sort. Of, I sort of take the piss out of, but ultimately I wouldn't mind doing. Um, but this is the 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 women's one where women uh, basically sunbathe with their legs open to get sun on their bits Whoa. get a bit of vit d well yeah yeah apparently it's like and there's like there's photos of women doing it um what, <laughs> on heard. their on their fannies <laughs> yeah so they sort of hold their legs open and just receive the sun what the warmth feels nice on well the... it's meant to be a hippie thing of getting genitalia you know, getting the <laughs> sun's rays onto your genitalia I wonder if it's there good is, for it maybe. i weirdly listen to a podcast by accident, I didn't listen. To, basically, I listened. I wanted to. I listened to one with that James Nestor who wrote that book called Breathe, and then it like it just played the next episode of the podcast that he was on, and it's like a sort of health and fitness podcast in in LA, and they talk about just like the next guest was talking about ice baths and all these weird biohacking things, and one of the things he said was a red um, light that uh, like basically recreates the sun's light. At sunset and sunrise, which apparently has a special type of ray that is good for the body, he talked about how he used to put it on his dick and balls to increase his testosterone. <laughs> so, and he's convinced that he said the science backs him up. So, there might, I suppose, there must be something. Is that where could... testosterone's made in your balls? Is it or is that in the sun? In the sun, <laughs> I don't know, but apparently, I weirdly, since I've heard that podcast, a friend of mine who I won't name, he's in comedy. He told me that he he sunbathes naked. How is Jimmy? All right, he's <laughs> Jimmy McGee. <laughs> <laughs> he won't mind. He'll never listen to this. But Jimmy McGee sunbathes naked on his balcony. And he said... Ground floor. <laughs> Sorry, on his neighbour's balcony. <laughs> and uh, he said when he, he does feel more like, you know, I don't know, he, it does give him this pep up when he's had a bit of sunshine on his on his bits. He's not going to be happy if he finds out I've said I don't, that. I don't love being naked, even on my own. On your own? Yeah, what I don't... in the shower? I mean, yeah, the shower I am. <laughs> <laughs> like just, I don't sleep. Just get your naked. swimming costume on. <laughs> um, what's your? Th you um. I mean, I, I, this wouldn't be a judgment, a bad judgment. But I don't, uh, Rob, you don't strike me as somebody who's mad about being naked. Mm. No, like naked swimming and stuff like that's 
probably not going to happen to me in my lifetime. <laughs> Especially like in the sea or something. I feel like something's going to bite my willy. Oh, or something. no, no, no. Something's no. going to bite you in the sea, mate. You think a pair of fucking swimming trunks is going to help? I know, but a date. You know, my massive, thick, dangly willy, man. He's just a target for these sharks, bro. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, Jesus. Um, I, um, I don't know. I'm, my I'm little not... cold light switch. Have you ever, you've never skinny dipped then or any of that business? No, no, but we were just up in the um, Yorkshire Dales, got back yesterday, and um, there was a river and uh put my feet in that but it was all like proper sharp stones yeah at the, at, the, at the bottom and uh i think if it was all just a smooth um surface on the bottom of the uh any type of river or anything like that you know you know i'm, I'm thinking like a tie-up floor you know like a swimming pool yeah, yeah. Um, if it was a well, man-made pool you're describing a swimming pool that's yeah 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 but no i I, a lot of my problems come from the the unknown yes. uh, bottom of the... Yeah, uh, it's like, just terrifying, isn't it? It I is, will, yeah. Yeah, to see. Because things are fucked up in there as well, the aren't they? Sharp stones. I've seen the damage that they can do to your feet, and I, I kind of live in fear of that. <laughs> um, I walked down. This was, again, it's about two months ago when it was still really hot in Melbourne. I walked to the beach with no shoes on and I'm talking like walking from the here to the beach is about a seven eight minute walk and you know it's just down normal roads across a main sort of road down the other side to the beach for some reason I just thought I'd walk it in barefoot um, because I was going in the sea and I was like I can't be able to leave my shoes I'd just take my t-shirt off chuck it on a rock and then jump in and it was so painful that sort of 16 minute just round like walking trip. Along. Ah, ooh, it was literally ah, just like because there's the just hole. little stones everywhere like even on a sort of normal pavement I'd, every two meters i'd sort of it was, yeah it, it was it was really hard i don't understand how you know when you see like i know it's obviously built up over time you know when you see like kenyans running marathons in fucking barefoot and you're like that zola is... bud used to do yeah, 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 yeah. yeah so like you just uh, in my head i've always thought well it can't be that painful and i literally had to just walk down to the sh- mm. to like literally eight minutes and i was i was in pieces also your feet aren't used to it are they like if but you, if you did it every day even feet. in even in the flat Beautiful, if i don't have my slippers on i feel like i'm in danger <laughs> um, so what but hang on because i because i've got a fear of swimming in the sea but mm. that's a not a fear but one i don't i won't go swimming past when i'm i've got to be the moment it gets above my chest i'm like i'm out mate i'm not going that's where they live you know what i mean the yeah, the yeah. unknown so sea their, creatures their manner. yeah I think it's mental when people swim like a cr- in, out into my mate. My mate's a really good swimmer. And we've been to, like, we were in like India, and he just went off. He just swam out to the point where I could just about see him. And I was like, "You're I have insane!" Done it in he did get stung by jellyfish though. So did he? Jokes on him, yeah. And his legs swelled up to like, the size him? of a tree trunk. I did, but Whoa. that was another night after a few bits. That's <laughs> um, before he went out. <laughs> I was. I was. In, so when uh, he was asleep on the first that's night. A bit of shit on him. That's why he went out to clean himself. No, I didn't piss on him because apparently that is sort of a myth. Uh, 
it's spread by crepes. Um, <laughs> no, I'll but um, yeah. we went to a cat. Well, I dragged him off up up the beach into a cafe, and they poured. Well, I think they poured vinegar on him. So there must be something in that acidic nature that. Um, that, so that this might help. be a thing then. It might. Yeah, be but I don't think it's it. got enough of a acidic content or something to be particularly useful it would be better than putting water apparently like putting salt water on it is better and if you're in the sea it seems a bit much to drag your mate out and piss on him when he's in somewhere that would help more i bet that fucking hurts a fucking jellyfish doesn't it well he got stung by loads yeah he got loads of jellyfish yeah he swam through a school of jellyfish and uh they just his legs were just covered and they but one of his legs swelled up to like that big it was really bad I was in uh, Cardamino once on a lad's holiday when I was about 18 and I sat in a rock that was kind of protruding out of the sea and um, all my thigh just went like brick hard from uh, something that was on the rock. But then I was just like, oh, this isn't good. And then, uh, but the people in the shops kind of on, I went into, weirdly, I can't really remember it properly, but I went into one of the shops and was like, or a supermarket and said, what? What's happened here? And um, she gave me some of this like dark, treacly, syrupy stuff, put it on, and then it went down. So, I mean, you don't know what sh- it was to this day. No, I don't know. What, but it, you, would it have been a bite or a sting? I think, yeah, I think some sort of bite, sting reaction, oh, some sort, sort of thing that was going My down. My mate, um, I won't say his name. He's not a comedian, luckily. So Jim, uh, it's not Jimmy McGee, but it's um, my mate um, got bitten on. He, he's uh, he got bitten on the end of his dick while drying himself after a shower by, by what? Chick. By what? <laughs> by, <laughs> some chick. What are you in eighties <laughs> film? Um, some babe. <laughs> uh, but by he described it as something that looked like a big earwig. And he oh, said really? he was drying himself and he looked down and he saw it there and it just went Ugh, and it just dug its things into the end of his knob. He said it was so oh, painful. Oh my God. Which country was he in? This was in South London. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. I am. Um, oh, no, no. I only, the only one, I've never had anything like that in any, I've, I got, I got a bull ant once bit me on the ear or whatever they do if they bite, but it was the biggest ant. It was about fucking half an inch long. And it, I walked and accidentally scraped my head through a tree. I wasn't looking where I was walking. And I basically looked up as I walked through a big sort of a low-hanging bit of tree. I didn't realise it was covered in bull ants. And this big... I felt something on my ear. And it was a massive ant. And I went to knock it off. And as I went to do that, it just latched on like, fuck you. Like that. And it was honestly... This thing was that long. And I had a proper little tussle with it trying to get it to unlatch from my ear. Mm. What, and it stung you did it no it bit it bit in it clamped on to like so i couldn't it pull hurt? it off my yeah. ear yeah it's fucking aching didn't well, hurt much stung afterwards by a bee. i was saving my dog from a bee like a bee was on him and i was like whacking it away and it fucking stung my hand man i've no i can't remember. I, had to drive to, I had to drive to cornwall this was at the services and my fucking hand was stinging like fuck i can't i've been journey. stung by a bee but not since i was about i, I remember it i was about two years old but I remember it being painful because I was two. But I don't know. I, in my head, I don't know how painful it would be on I mean, a scale. it is It is painful. I mean, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's culpable. It, you know what I mean? There's pain, isn't there? There's that thing. In my head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think because I remember it when I was two, it's right up at the top end of pain. 
Well, for a two-year-old so as well, you don't understand. Exactly. But I don't know where, actually, I can't even get my head around where it would really be. Like, would it be a sprained ankle pain? Would it be a sort of, you know... I mean, it's a stinging ache. Like, it, feel, it feels almost like a needle's gone in you. Well, it has, I right. think, isn't it? That sort of. goes back to like you know when you're a kid like the summer holiday your first school summer holidays are like the longest thing ever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you forget like about school. It's the worst pain you've ever felt, you know. Yeah, when you're a kid. But those the all I love it how say you've got someone is probably at this very second now walking through a jungle or whatever and had that exact experience that you had with the ant on their ear. Yeah. And it's just all kicking off like just all these moments are just popping off. Yeah. I'd love I'd love to see some sort of montage of everyone has just been bitten in the last 10 seconds. <laughs> it's like, probably oh. on YouTube. Probably yeah, be uploaded yeah, yeah. in an hour. And but all I just love that how, you know, we it seemed like everything was quite tranquil in, in lockdown, but everything was still happening, like yeah, baby, yeah. and people falling in love. All that. It's just every. It's all so alive, isn't it? And it's just like getting bitten and stuff like that. I guess it's. I mean, did it make you? You you're like okay, yeah, right. I'm still here. I'm still. What well, is something to be said for you know, a little reminder that you know you forget sometimes that they are like they're every like insects and animals, everything. They're all around you. Do you know what I mean? It's like I sort of. There's a lot of like here where I'm at my in-laws. And yeah, Melbourne's not a spider area really, but there's still way more spiders in this house than there would be back home in London. Like, and they're, they're just all them little, they're, like, they're quite thin spiders. I don't mind a thin spider, do you know what I mean? If anything, I, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. quite fond of them. But, you know, so you, everywhere you look, every room you're in, you'll look around, there'll be a few knocking around. But they're very inoffensive, unthreatening spiders. But like them things of like, I just, you know, sometimes it's nice to just remember that you're, you might be in a house, but that house is ultimately built in nature. Do you know what I mean? There was, totally. they're everywhere, everywhere, right around you now, there's loads of creatures. I, I always go for a stage of about every six months of being like, right, I'm never going to kill anything in my life again, like through choice. Yeah. And um, so, but then, you know, you get those little kind of golden moths in your clothes <laughs> yeah. and it, it just, just goes you in the face yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> but i always you know we don't know what reality is for them do we and i kind of uh, i don't know it's so easy to get rid of them though that's a problem yeah can't you just I'm... grab it and like let it out the window uh, it just comes straight back in there like i did that i spent <laughs> ages catching a spider once and i didn't want to just squash it i caught it Fucking! This is when I drove to my sister's about one a.m. because it was on her ceiling, <laughs> and I got she was having a heart attack, and I got there. It was fucking really high ceiling as well, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it was the it was fucking massive, and I got it, and I threw it out. I think it was like a Friday or Saturday night because it's quite busy outside, and I threw it out, and I thought oh, I saved it. It didn't, and then some guy just walked past. Some group of guys, well, someone just trod straight oh, on it. Oh god! I went, oh man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had a weird, you know, like when your sort of yeah, your brain just creates a whole story instantly of what might have just happened, right? I bought a bunch of grapes yesterday, and I was in the kitchen. I put a bunch of grapes, just sat it on top of the fruit bowl, like they were still in a little bag. And I turned around, and I was making a coffee, 
and I heard this quite sort of noise, like something rustling and then a thud. And I turned and about, you know, a sort of maybe a quarter of the bunch of grapes had fallen out and landed on the surface. But instantly my brain went, do you know when you see films or see news stories about a massive spider that was in a bunch of grapes or bananas and it came out after, you know, in my head, I suddenly went, there's a massive spider who's just crawled out of that, knocked them over, and now it's in the kitchen with me. And for about 30 seconds, I was properly scanning the room, thinking I'm mm. about to get attacked by a fucking, like, a it's massive tarantula type thing. <laughs> but, yeah, because, I mean, there are, I've seen, like, huntsman spiders and stuff, and even as somebody who's not scared of spiders, they are so scary. I mean, they do get scary when they get massive, don't they? Even though they're I think not bird that dangerous. Bird eating spiders are the biggest. Yeah, but they're not dangerous to humans. But Huntsmen they're just, aren't dangerous, are they? No, no they'll no. give you a bite, but they're not dangerous. You're not going to get any, you know, you're not going to die from it. But you'll die of shock more than anything. But, like, you know, the little fuckers are the ones that will kill you, the funnel webs or the red bats, whatever they're called. And even then, they're not really going to kill you. If you, get, if you get bitten in the middle of the desert and you don't get any help, you might you might end up in trouble. But. You, you know, it's not like you're going to get bitten in the city you of Melbourne and then just not go to the hospital. Can you now? Right? And they just like give you the antidote. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't think there's been a death by a spider bite in years in Australia, unless people <clears throat> are like yeah. allergic or I something. I'd, I would be. Well, let me just. I'm pretty confident there's not been a death by a spider bite. Um, when did some? I'm just going to Google this. Sorry. When did oh. somebody die of a spider bite? Yeah, let's have a look. It's probably been 4,000 today (laughs) (laughs) on your road. There have been no deaths in Australia from a confirmed spider bite since 1979. Fucking hell. Spiders are pussies. It's a total myth. It's it's the anti-spider lobbying that goes on in the media. Flies. Flies have spread that (laughs) rumour. Just the, there's been more deaths from flies, haven't there? I mean, probably. Or mosquitoes, isn't it, mate? I mean, that's like crazy low, zero since the 70s. Yeah. And it's that's confirmed. There might be the odd, you know, that says, in terms of like, they definitely died from that. There could have been some. There could have been a little cheeky one. They might have been bitten attack. and then walked in front of a bus by accident. <laughs> 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 ah! <laughs> Boom! I, um... Yeah, what have you ever been attacked by another animal? Have you ever been bitten by a dog? Have you ever been what's that? I got what's... bit by a dog um, year before last. Like it's a really vicious little Jack Russell, and this woman I used to see her and her dog. I used to have to put my dog on a lead because her dog was just crazy. And then um, I went to stroke. She was holding it, and I was walking through the door, and I went to stroke it, and I did. I stroked it, and it just fucking bit my hand, <laughs> and it drew blood. <laughs> And I went, ah, and I'm like, typical England. I'm like, no, don't worry. No, it's fine. It's, it's fine. fine. So you did try and, and stroke it. She... So you did ultimately approach That's it. what she said. Well, you did try and stroke it. I was like, all right. I said it. I felt like saying, I said it's fucking fine. Yeah. Your fucking dog bit me. <laughs> I could get the fucking thing put down, mate. Like, I see, I'm, a sort, but, um, I'm sort of against that. I think if, you, if a dog just bites you out of the blue, fair game. But if you go to stroke a dog and it bites you, I don't think you should be allowed to. But there was no warning or anything, though. Like, but yeah, try to touch it without its permission. I did think it was fine. It was only where she kept. She had to go at me for it. You know what I mean? 
I mean, yeah, you don't, yeah, don't Train have a go at you. Train your fucking dog, mate. Like, <laughs> it fucking hurt. Like, proper hit, like, <laughs> the bone in my hand, it went crack. Oh, man. Dogs do like certain people, though, don't they? And yeah. I'm not one of those people. I wish I was. Do you find it, it um, does it, like, does it bother you? I know some people that dogs, that, that really want dogs to like them and they take it quite personally when they don't. I don't know. I think it's the same with me and people. It always takes me a while to kind of <laughs> feel like, okay, yeah, these person don't want me to disappear instantly. No. And, uh, <laughs> it's just, you know, maybe I'm just paranoid about quite a few things, but I think with uh, the dogs, I I feel like, you know, I'm not going to hurt them. I love dogs, but yeah. the love isn't like it it doesn't come back at me as instantly as I give it to them, you know, which yeah, is unfortunate. Yeah, yeah. But I think, you know, why should they, you know, we've never met and it's like, <laughs> it's, I agree. I, cause I'm not, I weirdly, yeah, I know. Cause people assume if you're a vegan, you're some sort of animal lovers sort of, and yeah, I don't, I like, I like animals. I do, you know, but I'm not a massive dog lover. They're fine. I think they're fine, but I'm not somebody mm. who runs up when I see a dog and I'm all over it. Like I think, some dogs are cute. Some dogs I ain't got any time for whatsoever. But like, yeah. So I don't. I I do. I I, I don't really. I never. I'm not somebody who engages. You know, some people see a dog in a cafe and they go over to it and talk well, to I the do owner do that, and, to be and honest, talk to the I'm owner surprised. and they're like, "What's their name?" Like I've never done that in my life. Because have I you ever fl- had a dog dog? I, had, I sort of had a dog briefly when I was a kid, but it was my uncle and aunt's dog, and mm. they owned a pub, and me and my parents moved into the pub for a couple of years to look at to like my parents ran the pub and uh they 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 had a dog that was like the pub dog and so the dog stayed with us when they moved out and we so we had a dog for a couple of years he was and he was a very sort of gentle doberman called benson and he was very very he was nice first time i met him he attacked me but we got on after that just Mm. that was him sort of you know feeling me out a bit but um yeah we see it was good i got on with him but again it wasn't like i didn't i didn't love having a dog i just I just hung out with him now and again when he was kicking about, but I didn't, yeah, I don't know. I've never had that, I've never had that feeling of like, oh, I need a companion. Mm. If if you have, I think if you have a dog, I don't know, they are amazing things. If you get close to one, that's just completely unconditional. They just want like hugs and just to be fed. It's nice. <laughs> so that's what I do love want, it. Mate. That is just what we all want, really. Wants. You know what I mean? Like they just like, yeah, they just wear it on their sleeve, mate. I suppose they don't. Yeah, that's the whole. Patrice O'Neill's got that routine about why he loves his dogs more than his girlfriend. It's just because because they need him, but they don't pretend like they don't. Yeah, <laughs> so yeah, exactly. Funny observation, but um, mm. it's yeah. Well, I do. Well, I get that. It would be brilliant if humans were more like that, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I do. You know, I do. I, I've got. We have um, to have our guard up more, I suppose, don't we? Well, yeah, hundred percent. We don't need to, but we do. We put it on anyway. Do we need to? Yeah, that's the I don't question. But well, I mean, doing what we do when you stand up on stage and you're like, that's one of the only places where. Or when I first started doing it, it was like. Oh, this is good. I I don't really have my, you know, it's a strange place not to have your guard up, isn't it? On the stage. Totally. Yeah. I've always said this to the people. Like, I'm at my most, not honest is the wrong word, but 
but I'm the least self-conscious I am when I'm on stage out of yeah, any so point of the day. Yeah. Like I am quite, you know, to put me in a social situation, I'm relatively shy and retiring. Like if I don't know people there, I will sit there and not say a word until I'm engaged with, you know what I mean? You're I'm almost not, protected on stage a bit, aren't you? Like yeah, you're allowed I suppose to be vulnerable. But yes, yeah, so I will say stuff on stage. It's so embarrassing and sort of things that I would, you know, that are shameful, but I don't have any shame when I'm saying them on stage because they're just... Because there's a reason to be saying it, isn't it? There's a purpose to it. That's what people were there for. Whereas you wouldn't yeah. just tell that to somebody. You wouldn't tell it to an Uber driver, would you? I'm <laughs> sitting there telling them about... About your piles. <laughs> exactly. I wouldn't sit in an Uber and start asking them if they've had piles and what they mm. what they used on it. Well, I think that's why it's... I think that's maybe why it gets slightly easier as well if you're doing it to uh, slightly... You know, like when it was, if you're doing it, if you're doing comedy to five people, it's a lot harder than it is to doing it to 150, isn't it? Definitely. Mm. Because then it does, it's obviously more like you're just at, at the pub. Their house or just ruining, yeah, yeah, a, ruining a house party. In their front room, just <laughs> yeah, in front yeah. of their telly. <laughs> you know, anyone have piles? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they literally can see the whites in each other's eyes and you're asking them to talk about it. Yeah, I, I totally get that. It's, um, but gig, yeah. What's the um, gigs? Are the gigs currently running at full capacity in the UK? Not full not capacity. There's social distancing and and stuff. Right, but they're not like they're not crazily. No, they feel they feel they feel good. Yeah, they feel that's good. All right. Um, cause, hang on. What's because not again? I'm out of the loop. But um, what's the? I read a I read a couple of scare stories saying that it's sort of you know this things are, are looking like there's going to be another wave and another lockdown and all that. Is there any truth in that? I don't know. I'm asking you two, like your correspondent. I, I haven't been reading up on it. I've just heard things when they come on the radio or whatever. But the Indian variant, I keep hearing about. Yeah. Mm. That's yeah, I, I think. I mean, yesterday was the first day in a while that there was zero deaths. Yeah. Um, well, COVID. Oh, COVID. <laughs> I wonder. There's not a, seventeen. I presume there's never been one of those when no one's died in the UK. Just yeah, of anything. Do you, yeah. do you think it fluctuates? Like some days there's loads of people die and then other days there's not quite as many people. Like I just reckon in general. so, definitely. There's got to be. I wonder what the average... Like, even the flu like average. can vary like between like 2,000 a year or 30,000 a year. It's mm. a big difference. I wonder if they go up at Christmas because there's like more Drinking pressure on and... people. Yeah. More like, um... heart attacks and stuff like that. I'm trying to see what um, it's tends to. I reckon times quarters. of the year are a big factor. Yeah, like when you know January, February is a bit bleak, and maybe suicides go up. <laughs> Cheers, mate. <laughs> um, I can't see. I could, they, weirdly, there's not a, a daily web, a website that tracks the daily. But the suicide numbers. rate's the highest in Sweden, isn't it? Because of the it's a, got it's a Scandinavian country or something, isn't it? Where you're Norway or somewhere like that. It's one of them ones where, like, often it's got a very high standard of living, education, low poverty. Yeah. So, on the whole, most things are like the yeah, everything looks good, but then there's a weirdly high suicide. There's a smaller rate. window of like daylight, isn't there? I think that might. Or maybe they got it too good, mate. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. Went to Oslo and uh, wasn't 
expecting, I didn't know about the daylight thing, got off the plane, 12 o'clock at night, and it was light. Oh, that's bizarre. Quite obvious, that... but it was, uh, I loved it. Really? I thought they had less daylight. I think they were, it's hey? that seasonal thing, isn't it? Some don't, they go through uh, phases oh, where it's dark all the time. And then phases where it's light all the time. <laughs> but, I mean, That'd be fucking weird, wouldn't it? Like a daylight at midnight. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Nightlight. But yesterday it was it was really uh, nice and warm here. It was uh, yeah, it's just started to get. It seems like there's been this cloud that's just been over us for the last three months, and it's just kind of <coughs> decided to pack its bags and and go finally. It was well, beautiful I, yesterday. When I, was I just left, sitting by an outside pool all day, I felt like I was in Spain, mate. Oh, nice. Um, when were, I left, have you got, did, have you got a pool? Yeah, no, nah, it was um, at David Lloyd. Like it was at the gym. <laughs> it was a pond. <laughs> that's what he calls them the river Thames. did you see on the did you see on the news there was a that pool in london that's between two buildings have you seen the footage or photos of it um okay. it just it went viral because it's mental it's but it's a very posh uh block of flats attached to it's another like in the west end is it i don't know where it is i need to I, i'd have a look but it's, it's the a, oasis at... it's a swimming pool they've built between two skyscrapers um, and it's totally clear at the bottom. It's all made of glass. So you ooh. swim across and you can just look down underneath you. Scary. That it glass is, it, better be fucking strong, man. I mean, I, pres- I presume it's been made by structural engineers, to be honest. I don't think it's just knocked up. Just both yeah. flats, fortunately, knock it up for the summer. It's but, got a um, cling film bottom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like a paddling pool yeah they just tied a paddling pool between them but it looks a little leak terrifying like you know i'm not i'm not terrified of heights but i'm also not great on heights i'm not one of these people that loves it and that i don't love it either the wobbles man makes me sort of makes me go tingly do you know what i mean i went on a vr set for the first time at the weekend they're yeah. fucking incredible aren't oh they? god that, that got my uh stomach going being on Where like there's one way you go you go up this uh like a skyscraper and you've got to walk the plank oh god uh, oh no that was and then you put the vr set on <laughs> <laughs> but what was the because obviously you know it's not real but it feels it i mean lo- it's did it look very real experience of it was so real yeah, yeah. it's just like the imax but even more intense you know yeah. Um, you know, when, at the IMAX, when you go up in a hot air balloon. I've never, I've only, at the IMAX, I once saw Avatar, uh, and yeah. I also then saw um, Transformers 2, because uh, I was drunk with mates, and we decided to go to see whatever was on next at the IMAX, and there was a handful of tickets left for Transformers 2, and it was so shit. Oh, was it? It was just, I mean, but it was crap. And we were sat, because the only seats that were available were the bottom left of that massive screen. So it was the most disorientating. Did it make you a bit giddy and oh, stuff? Oh, it made us feel sick. Like, we're just we're just four pissed idiots sitting I at the bottom left. I don't fancy the IMAX thing. Of the biggest screen in Europe, whatever it was at the time. <laughs> just feeling sick, not knowing what's going on, just seeing Is that the one at metal smashed in together. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't fancy that. The VR set, some people watch porn on it, don't they? I'm, I guarantee Hello. they do. Yeah, of course. I've, I've, I've never been to the cinema when I've been pissed, I don't think. That's, I guess, no. It's I, a weird that... thing 
that me and my mates used to have a real tradition of doing. Because mm. Wimbledon, Wimbledon Odie, and we used to drink a lot in Wimbledon because we all lived in southwest London. That was the nice bit to drink in. And the Wimbledon Odeon back in the day used to have midnight showings on Friday and Saturday of like action films and stuff. So it, had, it ended up being quite a funny thing where everyone would go to the pubs and loads of people would just roll into the Odeon. And it was almost like a screening where everyone was a bit pissed up and chatting. And, and it was it was really fun. Like We saw some terrible films but had a right laugh watching them. Like, you know, I remember seeing um, Jurassic Park 3 and it was oh, so wicked. crap that everyone just is took the piss rubbish, out of it. Is it rubbish, is it? Because mm. one was so good when it came out. I went to one the was great, twice. two was bad, three was dreadful. I think three was the one with Vince Vaughan, wasn't it? Was it? I ain't seen it. I think so. Those immersive, the most immersive cinema I experienced had was uh, watching Get Out. Oh, yeah. And uh, people were proper screaming and having a laugh. It was fantastic. I loved yeah. it. It's, um, I, yeah, I remember that. I remember seeing Get Out in the cinema, actually. And it's similar. It was, yeah, it was a real, that's what I used to I love going to watch horror films in the cinema is the best on like, you know, mm. on a busy night. You know, I remember watching uh, The Ring, the American remake uh, in the cinema, which is, you know, it's not as good as a Japanese one, but it like, it ev- took, like every single person was jumping out of their skin and scared. And like the atmosphere, it created such a sort of atmosphere of terror. Um, the, mm. One of the best, even though I think it's a terrible series of films, but as a cinematic experience, Paranormal Activity, the first one, was oh, really? one of the greatest things I've ever been part of. Like, like the whole cinema was screaming, like jumping like in in unison. Mm. Oh, it was quality. I'd like to do that. That sounds uh, fun, go, Ghostly stories and stuff like that do... Uh, oh, they just stick with me for days after. I yeah. struggle. They've got that um, cinema in Cambridge where you're on a lake on a lilo watching Jaws oh, on a massive screen. Great. I did, I often thought that things, sounds good. It'd be good to do Blair Witch out in the middle of the woods. Yeah. Oh, yeah. When I went, I, I saw Blair Witch at Leicester Square, and we drove four of us to Oxley's Woods afterwards at night. Yeah. I was fucking terrified. <laughs> <laughs> um, did you? Because is that a thing that kids do now? Because I remember ghost stories being a real part of my childhood. Like. I remember like my older cousins would sit me down and tell me terrifying ghost stories just to scare the shit out of me. But I don't know if that's a real thing that young people really do now. I've told uh, my kids like scary stories. Do you remember the babysitter story? He's Which coming from, Calls coming from inside the house. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one, yeah. Mm. But um, well, no. not Hold as on. much, I bet. I used to love point horrors though when I was a kid. Love what? What's point horrors? Point Horrors, the uh, books that were, I think they were written by the same people who did Goosebumps and stuff like that. Ah. I, I remember sitting at, um, we had a table in junior school and everyone brought these Point Horror books in and we piled them pretty much up to the ceiling because everyone had about 15 each. That was good. Well, and then read and then read them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, my cousin See, I remember Hammer House oh, of Horror. I used yeah, to think yeah. when I was a kid, someone told me that the films are so scary that people have died watching them. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just in my head so much. Um, then you watch what, it, oh, it's just like, it was pretty scary when like Christopher, what was his name? Uh, Christopher, Christopher Price. Pr- no, or Vincent, Vincent Price. Vincent Price, but it? it's Christopher, what's his name? 
Oh, God. He's like Dr- Dracula. Yeah, and then he went on to... He was in bloody Lord of the Rings and all that. But um, Was he? My cousin Craig, he's three years older than me, and he um, I used to go and stay with him up in Aberdeen. And he used to tell me the best. Like, he used to have so many good ghost stories. Like, And he once told me such... He, I remember it shitting me up, and then he played a prank on me afterwards. It was so good. Um, he told me this story about how him and his mates had a sleepover and they'd watched um twin peaks and like it was he really built the story up and i won't tell i can't even remember it but what i do remember was that the, when it got to the ghostly bit it was about how they there was like 10 of them staying in the house his friends parents were away and they all just set up camp in the front room so there's people lying on the floors you know whatever they'd been telling ghost stories all night and it was all fucking scary they all go to sleep um in the middle of the night my cousin craig wakes up everyone's asleep he can see just everyone's bodies just lying around him. And he looked up and there was a just a dining chair just against the wall at the far end of the room. And he just saw a figure sitting on the chair, just a sort of outline, a dark figure of a man. And he just sort of his eyes just unblurred, sort of focused on the guy. And he saw it, it was just a man sitting there staring at him. And he said he was frozen with fear. Oh, and he yeah. said that and the man just looked at him, just went like that and went, shh like that right and he said he was so scared he just I put his I'd head down the man put his head down didn't make us couldn't make a noise he shut his eyes basically until morning until it just like opened he looked up and the guy was gone and everyone woke up so he told me that story and i'm probably 11 i've, I've i'm cold i've got like you know i've been shaking with fear hearing it I, i'm staying on his floor like he's got like a, a blow-up mattress i'm staying next to my cousin's bed um i went to bed that night woke up in the middle of the night looked at the chair in the corner of the room and there's a figure on the chair and i scream as loud like proper scream my cousin wakes up basically wakes up laughing and like runs and puts the light on he'd set up clothes on the chair in the shape Fuck of a man yeah, no. Bloody hell. it's so good but so scary <laughs> i think i'd just run at it and just fucking what, when you're a 10 year old, 11 year old? No, I wouldn't. If I was a grown, scary diarrhea myself. Probably have an asthma attack. Yeah, exactly, and die. Um, <laughs> Just die of fear. I, I, had a, Go on. I had a really bad time in, a, you know, that gig in Hereford. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The courthouse. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was a quite a tough gig for me. But then uh, I was staying in the. Someone in uh, the front. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah someone just telling me to be quiet yeah it's so bad then i'll tell ghost stories about you at the gig <laughs> um so what and where were you staying oh it was this uh, it was called the green dragon hotel yeah and um it was weird i was i was just falling off to it's sleep not a good name is it for a hotel no oh, no 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 but i i was just falling off to sleep and uh, someone said my name, and it wasn't like I heard a. I, it wasn't like I heard of just like a random voice. It was as if someone, you know, there's like quite a big difference when you feel like someone's actually speaking to you, yeah, yeah, just saying something, you know, yeah. And it, so I woke up and was like, oh, what was that? And then I, I was like, oh, come on, come on, it's all right. And then um, I was just falling off to sleep again. And at the exact same point of just about nodding off, the landline rang. And I was like, 
okay and i didn't answer it i just pulled it out and then in the morning <laughs> in the morning i uh googled it and uh, there was all these stories of poltergeists oh really in the hotel yeah Shit. And, um, and then i had another gig that night and uh in the same place so i was staying in the hotel again and um same thing i was just on the edge of falling to sleep and it i can't remember uh, i can't remember what happened <laughs> scary so oh, no it was really bad but in the morning there was this little dog and it was proper shivering and the owner was really uh really concerned about the dog yeah and i went i went to the um uh, reception and said, oh, is there a guest book I can sign? And she said, no, there isn't. And I said, all right. And, and she said, why? And I said, oh, no reason. And she was like, oh, did anything strange happen in your room? And I said, uh, yeah, it kind of did actually. And she was like, oh, what room are you in? And I said, oh, 17. And she was like, oh no, well, there's a poltergeist in room 23, but there isn't one in your room. Twenty three is not available. No, there's a poltergeist in this tonight. <laughs> oh, no, it's it. traveling around. Sorry, there's a demon in there. I'm afraid. <laughs> um, have you ever had that sleep paralysis thing where you wake up and it feels like someone's on your chest? I had that in lockdown one. Yeah, I've had I it a couple move, of times. I knew where I was, but and I like, just was paralyzed. But I've had it had it where I was in sort of a dream, and then it happened, and it, and in the dream, it became. A, a, a sort of figure on top of me like strangling me and then Maybe Hannah's yeah. told me she's been able to hear me sort of going Hannah told you that she was strangling you last night <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's yeah it's gross it's a pretty when you're in the dream state it feels horrific oh, it's it feels horrible like man killed, but like why did you want to sign the guest book I just I like just Leaving your mind. I just like writing in guest books. It's like giving reviews to haunted houses. <laughs> this place is a shit hole. It's a good place to flex your comedy muscle. Yeah. Good, um, lovely room. Bits. Shame about the ghosts, <laughs> the demons, <laughs> the, the ghouls. Oh, no, we were, we were staying somewhere the other day and um, they didn't. There was a pile of DVDs and they had Calendar Girls in it. And it was like, oh, great, oh, we can watch Calendar Girls. And then they opened the case and there was no disc. Uh -huh. So someone had stolen the disc. So I put that in the guest book. <laughs> We stayed in a place in Byron Bay a couple of weeks back that was lovely, and it, like it was really nicely furnished. And I was, I thought this is this is definitely like a sort of, you know, probably a middle-aged woman owns this place. Yeah, when you try and sort of base, like you try and create an idea of who owns it based on how it's been designed. But then the DVDs, it was like the DVD collection of fifteen-year-old me. It was all just cr like white oh. men can't jump and all this like the selection the weirdest 80s 90s action comedies like it was just made, made no sense it didn't fit the decor whatsoever so it's good for, it's a fun she's game, probably man. gone got them at a jumble sale or something for probably or he's just probably a guy you know who sort of was into that stuff and then grew out grew out of it like myself you know what's byron bay like is there is that a bay it's um it's quite a famous hippie area of australia no, not i mean basically it's it's weird in that it's 
super expensive Australian East Coast. So it's just an, in New South Wales. So it's just south of like Queensland. Mm. Beautiful beaches. It's where like the Hem- Chris Hemsworth has like a mansion there and stuff like that. So it's got that, but it's also full of sort of like dreadlock wearing crystal carrying hippie travellers as well. Mm. So it's this odd place where it's sort of like, you know, you would say a lot of it is the bad end of new is age it a spirituality. Bit junky, like no, it no. Like I mean, there's probably a bit of that as well. But I mean, in terms of like you go into a shop and bloody buy your chakra bracelets for way too much too much money it's it's quite a commercial hippie area mm. you know it's obviously it's not full of actual hippies because you can't afford to be there if, you, if you're a real hippie they're in the desert yeah mate <laughs> they're in the woods mate. I, I was meant to come and do the melbourne festival last year for the yeah, first yeah. Time. obviously didn't happen well how come you didn't do it <laughs> <laughs> It's um yeah it's great. I mean Melbourne is you know probably my favourite city, but mm. in just the rest of the country, it's such a vast country. Everywhere is different. You, know, you go from Melbourne to Sydney, and it's so you know it's, it's, you might as well be in a different country. And you go out to the East Coast is again it's totally different. It's quite feral. Like Queensland, I love, but it's a it's quite sort of a feral beast. You know mm. what I mean, what's the beach like with that seven minutes from you? Lovely. Nice sand, really lovely. White yeah, sand, yeah, yeah. sand, powdery. White, yeah, powdery. What? what are how the many waves types big? of sand are there? No, it's no, it's not. It's a, it's a little, it's a little bay. So you don't really get many waves. You don't really mm. get sort of, yeah. You don't really get waves in bays. That must be lovely you? though. Just bowl down the beach. It's very nice. Yeah. Are you doing gigs at the moment, Carl? Well, we're just going into. We're in a two-week lockdown in Melbourne, so. It's um they do Lucky. they're doing a snap lockdowns. There's been a little outbreak of cases, right? But, I mean, when I say outbreak of cases, compared to the UK, it's I mean, there's like I think at the minute there's like sixty active cases in the whole of Victoria. So they're not fucking that, around then, are they locking everyone down? There's got to be more cases of the flu yeah. or pneumonia. So they basically just they lock it down to work out right to stop it spreading and then. That's what they did. They did one back They don't in fuck February. around over there, do they? They don't, no. But, you know, it's that thing. I think their plan is to keep just keep a lid on it like this until everyone's vaccinated and then they can just open things up. But their vaccine rollout's been slow. So there is, you know, it's a bit of a... It's been. A, it's not been the best... Well, you know, they, it's worked in the sense of, you know, I think they've had so few people have it over the last, whatever, 15, 16 months. So it's That's obviously good. worked better, but it has meant extreme, like, shut the borders. You know, the odd person can get in like this fucking guy. But mm. on the whole, you know, there's still, yes, yeah, it's, it's sort of, that's that was like, that's the only way to really do it like that, isn't it? Just shut the borders. Yeah, man. But, I, I, I had it, I, I got tested positive on Christmas Eve. Oh, happy Christmas. For what? <laughs> For COVID. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just being positive in general <laughs> just a just positive, a really guy, positive you know, guy i was just in a good mood on that <laughs> oh you're positive today yeah no i love christmas and did you get tested because you had <laughs> symptoms or because of something else yeah symptoms yeah so how was well, it a symptom and did it feel how how was it for you um 
I felt like I was getting a really bad uh, cough, but the main thing was that all my skin was dead sensitive all over. Right. Like even down to my feet. And um, I thought, ooh, that, that, I haven't really had that before. So then I got a test and then uh, came up. Yeah, and was then, it a home uh, test you did? Uh, yeah. And then uh, just started to get more and more. Uh, what did you do after that? Just went out to a party. Went to see the family at the care home. You know, it was a nice evening. The no, what the weirdest thing was is what you couldn't really put your arms up. You know, like if you if you were tr trying to just like doing the normal thing, like making some toast, to put your put your arms up to get some jam from the top shelf of the cupboard, like you just go dizzy. Right, and, uh, keep it on the side really if you use it every day. Yeah, so from then on, yeah, I just kept the jam on the side and then that was Sorry. it. It's the biggest COVID tip, guys. Keep your jam on the side. How long yeah, down did you until you'd recovered? So what was the sort of full recovery time? Um, it was quite... Um, it was about two weeks. Okay. But even now, I still get, like, flutters in my breath of um, just... You just lose, lose your breath only... Only it's just like someone jabbing you in the ribs every now and again, just to say, no, 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 yeah, I'm still here. You've gone nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I know there's people that are so sceptical about it, but I know a couple of people that are fit, healthy, younger. You know, when I say younger, I mean they're in their, like, late 30s, like, 40s, yeah, yeah. or mid-30s even, one of them, who got it. And, they, they, you know, again, they were wiped out for, like, three weeks. You know, mm. it was way worse than flu. And and now six seven eight months later, they're still having the odd little f after effect. So like it's you know I think that's oh, no. obviously it's, for those having friends that have gone through it like that made well, me what, just night, be a bit careful. I was cleaning my teeth and I fell asleep. Not and that's how tired I was. I, I didn't like literally fall asleep like our oh, heads on the sink. But you know when micro say, sleep. Like, I was just like, I just nodded off and then I woke up instantly. I was like, oh God, this, and then it's stuff like that that gets your brain going. If you, yeah, if yeah, you're yeah. a bit on the, if you overthink things anyway. Um, but you know, um, it's, uh, I don't know. It was just weird. It was, yeah. I feel now I feel like my body was like attacked quite severely. And then I got, I'm all right now. Um, but, when you there was someone in uh york train station yesterday with like an anti-mask badge on yeah and i just i don't know i don't i don't what what can you say you know an actual anti-mask one or an exemption yeah. and no it was a it was a it was a mask with a red line through it right okay no. you know like a no bomb thing yeah yeah um but or maybe maybe that it's a funny bit of merch to make in it. Imagine being the person selling those. You're onto a good deal, just I selling know. badges to fucking people. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's such a, it's, it's a straight. Yeah, I, I find it. Um, there's a there was a very very small uh, protest here last week that was in Melbourne. And when I say small, I mean you know like on the. I get there's a discrepancy between the one like when you see the pictures online to the news. I do think mm. they underplay it a bit just for. Yeah, they don't want it to be like a big movement, and I think the London ones have been pretty big. 
and uh, yeah. you know, I think they sort there was of one all... on Saturday in London. Yeah, it looked pretty big from the footage online. But I bumped into, um... I was going to a gig, and um, my friend was getting on the train as I was getting off. But they'd just come back from it; like they were yeah. really anti-mask, and I had a mask, and they were like, "What you got that in your face for?" I did feel stupid. I was trying to avoid you, you fucking <laughs> dick. But um, yeah, there was, the one here was tiny. There was like fourteen people like arrested or something. Well, it's it's weird when you see the videos on Facebook, and um, it <laughs> these people don't look like you know they they look like you know they've got walking rucksacks on. They look like people who go to I don't know get the outdoor shoes from uh, the Carry More website. You know, yeah, 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 yeah. They go to the Lake District for a couple of days or something. Yeah, yeah. And, and some obviously it's a mix, but I'm like, hold on, what? I, I, it just didn't add up. And it was like, what is that? And then it's the algorithm, isn't it? So it's like, I mean, I, I don't, if you're listening to this, and I mean, everyone can think what they want. I'm not saying that I know anything more than anyone else, but um, it just struck me that um, how strong the algorithm is because on my social media and stuff, I haven't been touched by any anti-mask messages or well actually i saw that video for trafalgar square but... <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, i see i see I loads just... of it and i see loads but they're not through the algorithms it's more the fact that i've just got like you know family and friends who are mm. sort of big anti-mask anti-lockdown types so i yeah. just i can't not see it if i open twitter i'm gonna see it if i open facebook i'm gonna see it but also it just doesn't really bother me because i'm not that invested yeah. in anything to ever really fall you know i think it is you know i've not got the temperament to fall into any conspiratorial things because i just i can't give a shit enough <laughs> that's the truth but of it one thing i do know is that the, the social repercussions of it of this will be real because even talking to you now i pre-lockdown i was a bit better at talking i know that for a fact <laughs> and like <laughs> when I, my, all my stuff was just didn't pay a lot, and my brain was like, "Okay, right, you're gonna say this, and then you're yeah. gonna say, and then you'll say this, and that will be worthwhile saying." Yeah. Whereas I was like, "Okay, right, uh, I've got a vague idea of something," and then you know, <laughs> and I felt like I was quite match fit before because yeah. I would go to art centres, especially like I'm dreading the first technician i have to talk to to try and talk him through my tech yeah yeah it's yeah never that complicated but even if it's like i was i was i was like a quite a well-oiled machine because i've been been relentlessly gigging for a, quite a, a while and then you get so much fit with it and then we'll, we'll see I, I don't know but i do know that that you is could so write down like a little script or something just to get it in well, order look, in your i've head. got this I've, i wrote this down that I wanted That's right. Hello, how are you? This was like the stuff that I wanted to say today. All oh, right. <laughs> Have you gone through it? Um, it COVID fell asleep cleaning my teeth. Um, <laughs> um, oh yeah, my niece said when we were in the Dale, she said, um, "How can there be a puddle here?" And I just love that, <laughs> like, <laughs> like just in the universe. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Went on a climbing frame for the first time. Ever? Um, have you been on a climb? No, no, just since I was little. Have you been on a climbing frame recently? I've, I went on a climbing wall 
a not an f- yeah. official one, but it was in a children's park, but there was this weird sort of climate. Like it was about a 10-foot climbing wall. Uh, and I did, it when I, was, I did it when I was in Luxembourg and I was drunk. It was about two and a half years ago. And it was great fun. So hard. Well, you've been on like a children's climbing frame since I was a kid, I don't think. No, just just the upper body strength it takes to kind of, you yeah. know, those rope, those rope grids you get. Oh, like monkey bars. Mon- well, I tried to do monkey bars in a park about a month ago. And you think it's the same thing as of doing like a pull up. I can do a pull up, right? But mm. monkey bars is so much harder. Mm. It's I'm talking like 10 times harder than doing a pull up to go actually between them and swing. It's good it's, exercise to do that kind of thing, though. It's so hard and painful. You never know though. when you're going to be have to hang from a rope ladder from a copter. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's true, actually. That's a good message to her. We do need to wrap it up because I need to go to bed. But yeah. um, that is, if, if ever there's a moral of this whole podcast, it's that. You'll never know when you need to hang from a, <laughs> from a rope ladder <laughs> off a chopper. Um, so yeah, we should wrap it up. But it's been a, it's been lovely chatting to you, uh, as always. Well, thanks Rob. for having me on. Thanks, thanks for coming on, man. It's been lovely. Um, people can find you your stuff online. You did a podcast every day last year. Yeah, it was last year. I was almost going to say the year before there, but I realised now you started it every day of the year, and then lockdown and COVID happened. Yeah, yeah. so it gave me, it gave me time to do it really. Yeah. yeah. Uh, was well, it just you on the podcast, or do you have a guest? Just me, yeah. Uh, just do like sharing the, like a short idea slash piece of writing oh, poem, nice. I guess, every day. What's it called? Uh, Rob Orton Daily Podcast. Yeah. Cool. So there's 366. Was it you did of that? Yeah, yeah, series. yeah. Well, you added a day to the year. <laughs> yeah. Was the, it a yeah. leap year last year? It was. It's, not, it's one. Oh. It's, it's it's one extra. I was about to say it's one shorter, and I realised that it's the opposite. Um, what what a year to give us an extra day. I know. <laughs> um, so people can find that, and obviously when things yeah. and stuff start again, they'll see you out and about. Find you online. Yeah, I'll be doing a tour. Excellent. Um, but yeah, no thanks. Thanks very much, no worries, um, man. I'll see you on a um, in the real world. Yeah, in the real world soon. Yeah. And any any business, Julian? Do we need to do any admin? I don't think um, we do. Thanks to all our new patrons. Yeah, we did a fun catch up that went up there the other day. Um, we're doing um, a get together soon. Yes, on Zoom with a lot of patrons. Come on, and we just yeah have bants. Um, <laughs> bants, fucking hell. Um, right. Was, was this 2018, <laughs> mate? <laughs> all right, that's it. Thanks everyone for listening. Thanks Rob for joining us. And um, and we'll speak to you next time. Bye. Bye, everyone. I'm alright.